All right, welcome back to Trumbull Dads, the March Madness edition. We are just about underway on March Madness right now. We've already had an upset, but we're going to get to that. Um, tonight's hosts, as always, is Rob Finn and Brian BG, as well as myself, your host, Nate Moyer. So, all right, guys, let's uh, let's get right into it. Obviously, what, what do we normally kick this off with is what are we drinking tonight? So, since I will go ahead and start, I usually have you guys start, but I'm going to start tonight since it's St. Patrick's Day week. I have just got a good old-fashioned Guinness. I have not had Guinness in a while. I usually have that around St. Patrick's Day. Cracked open that nice little stout with that little nitrogen ball that's inside the can. Uh, nice, smooth, smooth, uh, smooth stout there. So, Rob, what do you got tonight? Well, I got a new one. Uh, never had this brewery before. It's Hog River. They're based out of Hartford. Um, they've been around since 2016, but I've never really had them. It's the first time that 99 bottles around the corner got them in. It's an IPA, 6.2%. It's nice, juicy, uh, not too hazy, but it's not crystal clear either. So it's a, it's my first beer from this brewery, so Hog River. Give it a try. Seems to be pretty good. All right. Brian, what you got over there? Uh, tonight I have, it's called, the brewery is called Other Half. This one's called Green City. It's a double, um, double dry hopped IPA out of Brooklyn, New York. That's a good Great one. stuff. Yeah, I've actually had that one before, too. I think it's pretty good. Um, all right, guys. So before we get into all the March Madness stuff, we're going to quick kick it off with a little NFL. So we got NFL March, or, uh, March Madness. we got NFL free agency. So what do you guys like so far? Like, What's your best move, worst move, you think, from, uh, I guess, all of them? And I don't know if there's any trades in there, too. Sometimes you get a trade for a draft pick during free agency, too. Um, so, Brian, we'll start with you. Do you have a best signing, worst signing? Or I guess what you're most impressed about with free agency this year? Um, well, I'll leave uh, the Cardinals to you. So uh, I like actually you'll you'll take one of them. I'll take one. I like AJ Green to the Cardinals. I think it's a great move for them. Uh, it, it's a good comeback story for AJ Green with the injuries and everything that he's had. Uh, yeah, he's aged a bit, but I think he's still got some left in the tank uh, with Kyler Murray. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's a good fit for them. You know, if he plays a, a number three type wide receiver role, I think um, he'll see his uh, his catches. He'll he'll get some good looks. Uh, I just think it's overall good move for them, uh, depth on their offense, and I like that. Uh, another one that kind of surprised me was Kyle Rudolph to the Giants at tight end. I mean, he's a he's a, a good tight end. You know, I think he's had some injuries in his career too, but um, you know, just like AJ Green, I think he's still got some left in the tank, and it's a good good pickup for the Giants. You know, they they need that big, strong tight end, something in the red zone. Uh, you know, big target down there to score some touchdowns. I think they're going to be all right now if they can go out and get themselves a number one wide receiver. Uh, go make a splash. I mean, if they got the money, I'd love for them to go get Juju. That would be nice, but we'll see. I think Juju just re-signed with the Steelers this today. They said uh, he oh, took less money. Yeah, one-year deal. One-year deal. Um, all right, Rob. What about you? What are your best and worst? Oh, Brian, do you have a worst one yet, or do you want us to come back to you on that one? Uh, I'll skip worst one since I didn't know that Juju signed with the Steelers today. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a pass. <laughs> that was his worst one. All right, that Rob. What the you, worst signing. What do you got, Rob? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that you know what I'm going to say. The Jets did definitely. Jets and Patriots did a lot of good moves in the last few days. I think 
Jets made significant improvements with Carl Larson and, and Corey Davis. Um, those are two good veteran players, still young in their prime quality players. So I think they're, they're starting to make strides. Patriots spent a boatload of money in the first day. Um, so I think those are just two teams that made really good moves. I don't know if there was one significant blowout deal yet that we've seen that's um, you know really shocked the waves of the NFL this year. But I think the Giants getting uh, John Ross from the Bengals, you know, I think he'll be a good complement on that team. They get rid of the Golden Tate. And like Brian said, you know, Kyle Rudolph, I think, is a quality vet. Um, I think he's still he's got a few years left. Um, I've heard from, you know, former Viking fans, you know, they're sad to see him go, but he's a clubhouse kind of guy. He's one of those uh, Walter Payton man of the year kind of guys who's always in there. So I think he'll be a good complement to Evan Ingram if they decide to keep him, which there's been rumors of trade. But um, I think he's the good um, red zone kind of guy. We have nobody in that goal line that we can give quality that we know Rudolph's going to catch that ball if we're, you know, third and two at the goal line. Um, so I think he'll bring a veteran presence and he's a good blocker. So hopefully between him, Barkley, John Ross, I mean, like Brian said, we still need a, a number one, whether or not we go after Galladay or, or draft somebody. Um, I'd like the Giants move so far for the year. Yeah, and I mean, Rudolph, obviously Notre Dame guy, so I'm rooting for him. But I think that is a good good tight end pickup. I was kind of hoping the Cardinals would have got him, but um, I think he's he's in a good spot with with the Giants. It's a good pickup for you. Um, so what's your – do you have a worst – your worst signing? You think of one? I don't know if this would be a worst. I think this is going to be the odd – I'm going to say this is like the oddest signing. The Washington football team, they cut Alex Smith, but they pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, they don't really have anybody out there. They got – you know, Kyle Allen, who got in, she's been injured on and off the last couple of years. I got the kid that, you know, played for them in one playoff game. I mean, if you're going to have that veteran presence, why wouldn't you guys have like an Alex Smith that's back there? I mean, was it really a, a money thing? They couldn't restructure this deal. I think Alex has played really well last year. He's your veteran guy and come in and win games like he did in the past. Um, that was like the strangest move. I feel like given Fitzpatrick that money, why wouldn't you keep Alex Smith? So for me, I don't know what Washington's thinking, but they always make odd moves. They still don't have a number one quarterback. So who knows who's going to start? I feel like you could have had Alex in there, whether or not he started the season or came off the bench. You had that veteran presence and a guy who knows the offense. I, you know, it's typical Washington football, you know, strategies and operations. Let's let's bring in old vet Fitzpatrick who's going to have to learn a new offense. What is this? Is like 10th team, you know, to be that veteran guy. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, that that is a different. That, you're right. You make a very good point about that. Like Alex Smith is almost the same thing as Ryan Fitzpatrick. So what's what's the difference if you're going to have that veteran guy that's you know on the end of his career kind of thing, and he's going to be a mentor to a younger guy? I mean, so I don't know. That it baffles me. But again, maybe they know what they're they know what they're cooking over there in in Washington. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Washington. They don't. I didn't even know what they. I don't know how they won two NFC East in the last ten years. Rodriguez is not a bad coach. Seven and nine record. Come on, you got lucky. Uh, so I think, I guess for me, obviously my best signing, actually it's funny because I think you guys probably are going to say J.J. Watt, but I like that pick. But actually one of the biggest things we needed was a center, and we got Rodney Hudson. It was kind of like a part of a trade, but it was basically Hudson was about to be a free agent. Um, so the Cardinals, I think they did some kind of trading of draft picks, um, round picks or something like that, but he's a good center. Cardinals needed to work on that offensive line. They're making the flashy picks with an A.J. Green. They're making it with J.J. Watt. Um, so that this this was something that the Cardinals really needed. So it's a good veteran presence. He's been healthy, um, really going to help Kyler Murray. So that's kind of my best pick. Obviously, I like what what Brian said about AJ Green. 
that's going to be great with you think about if, he, if Fitzgerald comes back, A.J. Green and Fitz can kind of take the plays off. They can rotate in with each other. Now you got Christian Kirk, you got Hopkins in there playing every down. The third Now your third wide receiver is basically either A.J. Green or Larry Fitzgerald. It puts less wear and tear on those guys to rotate, mm-hmm. alternate. That's going to be huge. I guess, now this is all assuming everybody stays healthy, right? That's, that's what it's all about. So J.J. Watt could play three snaps and get hurt for the season, and then that was you know a waste of all the money, right? So you never know. Everybody's got to stay healthy. I think the worst signing was I didn't understand Andy Dalton to the Bears. Um, I, I don't understand the Bears. They, they've got Nick Foles. They've got Andy Dalton. I I don't know. I, I get letting getting rid of uh, Mitchell Trubisky, but I don't know that that's the greatest. If that's some kind of upgrade or not. So I don't know. To me, that would probably be my worst worst signing there. So. Um, is there and any I signings? I think AJ is going to have. He might be comeback of the year next year. I mean, if he um, stays healthy and can play fifty percent of the time on that team, he could be comeback player of the year since he was hurt all last year. He, you know, they didn't have a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, he didn't get hit a lot last year. So, I think between him and Hopkins, and like you said, with Larry in there and, and Kirk, I think you know he could have a really stellar year because Hopkins is going to get double teamed, and so it's going to leave a lot of one on ones with AJ, and he's still a big guy. I kind of wish the Giants had him. I know he's a little bit older. But we need that big body presence, and we don't have that person. So, you know, AJ doesn't need to be down the field. AJ just needs to get that catch and run, and you know, if he's still got any wheels left, he can have. I, I can see having ten touchdowns this season. That'd be nice. That'd be nice as long as the Cardinals can utilize them well, and the Cardinals can do not be the same old Cardinals. Then I think we're, you know, be will be fun to watch that NFC. NFC West is going to be interesting. I think there's going to be three good teams, and I think Seattle's the odd man out this year. I don't. I'm just not excited by what they've done this offseason. I mean, they're going to keep – sounds like they're going to keep Wilson. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that's – I think it's just going to be a, a three-man ra- – three-team race in the West. So, all right, guys, um, we got March Madness going on. So, obviously, this is Friday. They've kicked – they've already started a couple games. The biggest upset so far is Oral Roberts beating the number two Ohio State. Um, great – I mean, great upset. That's a 15 over a two. I, I am not an Ohio State fan, so I was excited to have this. I know my bracket did not reflect that. I think I had them going at least to the Sweet 16 Ohio State. But they lost to Oral Roberts. I've never been so happy to lose two picks on a, on a bracket my whole life. So uh, what do you guys think? So, Rob, we'll start with you this time. What, what are you thinking so far with that upset? And um, Before we get into our – we'll talk about some sleepers. But what do you think of that upset so far? Uh, I think very surprising. I don't think many people – I think ESPN put out a tweet that said uh, something like – over 95% of the teams had, you know, Ohio State winning. So, I mean, <laughs> that knocked out a lot of perfect brackets. So, you got to gotta assume anybody who was a, uh, uh, an alumni of Oral, of Oral Roberts or maybe had a, a sibling or a parent go there are probably the only ones who have taken that on that, their third bracket just to, to mess around has that. So, um, it's interesting. But I think Ohio State had maybe one of the only chances to, to beat Baylor other that uh, that South division. Um, I don't know. That clears a road for Baylor to go to the final four. Now, I don't know who else is going to take them. I don't think Florida's got the manpower. Um, I really, let's be honest. I don't think Oral Roberts is going to go that far. You know, this might be the Cinderella's maybe they win one more, but uh, I think Baylor's now just going to run that South. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you never know what can happen. It's March madness. That's, that's the madness of it. So Brian, what's your, what were your thoughts on it? Did you get to see a lot of the game? What's your thoughts on that uh, upset so far? Yeah, I actually watched most of the game. Uh, and you know, Ohio state had plenty of chances to win that. You know, I think a couple of, you know, uh, inexperience, uh, plays there, 
really lost the form at the end. I mean, look, I had Ohio State going to the final. <laughs> and so I'm my back my bracket is busted, that's for sure. But what are you going to do? That happens. Uh, like you said, if ESPN's saying that 95% of the people had uh, Ohio State winning that game, a lot of the, every, most of the people's brackets are kind of messed up right now anyway, so I'm not really too concerned. But, um, yeah, they, they could have won that, that, that game easily. Uh, and, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about uh, Baylor, if they're really going to run the table there. You still have some good teams. Uh, Arkansas has got a good squad. You can't count out Villanova. You know, when it comes tournament time, they always find a way. Purdue's got a good team. So you, you never know. We'll see who comes out of there. But great way to start start the tournament. Yeah. Good way I mean, to kick it off. I think uh, in the next round. Five too. So we got, we got some upsets coming. It's going to be a great, great weekend. I think, uh, actually, I think Baylor's next big test is going to be the next round. I mean, you got North Carolina, Wisconsin. Those are veteran coaches. They've been to the dance how many times? Um, you know, that the, the teams aren't going to be as talented as years past, but they've still got the pedigree of a team that could do it if there's going to be a team. After that, I mean, I, I don't know. I think Purdue's probably the next great chance, maybe a Texas Tech, um, looking at that looking at that South bracket. So I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm always excited when Ohio State loses. Um, it, it's funny, I was talking with another group about, we are talking about the Ohio State loss, how we were all excited Ohio State lost even though it hurts our bracket and somebody equated it to, it's like your mother-in-law driving off a cliff in your brand new car. Right. So that made me kind of chuckle a little bit, but (laughs) wow. Wow. That escalated Um, quickly. (laughs) No, I I love my mother-in-law, but that was just funny. Good way to equate it. Um, So, all right guys, what are your sleepers so far? Like of all the teams we have so far um, that I guess you would like to see make the sweet 16. What's is like your Cinderella story. I mean, obviously, I don't think we've really researched a lot of these teams too much, but, you know, looking at some of these smaller schools or anything like that, what are your, if you had to pick like a couple that you'd like to see in the Sweet 16, Brian, we'll start with you. What, what do you think? Well, you know, so this year is kind of tough because the schedules were very different. I don't think a lot of these teams played the kind of competition that they normally play, you know, throughout the year. So I think, you know, seeing a team playing well, looking at their records, who they've played, it's a very different landscape this year. Uh, one team that, you know, you know, looking at looking at the brackets, I think Villanova in the Sweet 16 uh, is probably one of my big surprises there. I feel like they they always show up. They'll they have a good shot there. I'd like to see them, and uh, you know. I think that's it. I mean, I, I think I think the way the teams are ranked, I don't think you're going to have as many upsets, upsets, or have that that Cinderella like we normally do. I, hey, look, anything can happen. I get that, but I just don't see uh, you know the, those lower ranked teams having played to the competition that's out there of those historically good teams that are in the tournament. They have the, those teams have the experience. They're in the tournament every year. Uh, this is almost, uh, you know, a, an annual event for them to be a high rank seed. You know, those top, those four number one seeds, they're good. They're real good teams. And it's going to take a, I, I, I just can't see that any of them really losing. Rob, what about you? The two teams I think it would be a surprise to make a Sweet 16, I actually have in the same bracket East. Um, I think our old friend Patrick Ewing, Brian, is going to take that Georgetown team 
to win a couple of games. They they played really well in the Big East. They got some big men. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised they beat Colorado and then come back and, and beat. Uh, let's assume Florida State's going to win that. So I have them in the Sweet 16. And the other side is uh, BYU. I think they have a really good squad this year. Everyone kind of puts them out, but I could see them, you know, beating UCLA and then coming back and and beating Texas. So I have them in my Sweet 16s. Uh, they won't be playing each other, but you know. I have them losing BYU, losing Alabama, and uh, Georgetown losing to Michigan. But I think they're going to give Michigan a battle. So those are my two, I would say, sleepers to make the Sweet 16 if, uh, of all my brackets. Everyone else, I pretty much just have the, the favorites going and moving Can't on. Can't sleep on the Big on East. One. Big East always comes comes through strong. They're always there. Yeah. And they, and they won the Big East, and they're hot. So I, I got to go with the hot hand right now. I know Pat Patrick's got them playing well, and I guess they got a big squad. Big guy, so... It's kind of remnants of uh, you know the mid-80s with Georgetown there, so we'll see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Um, one team I kind of have, I don't know if it's really a sleeper, is UConn. I, kinda, I think I kind of like to see them. I think they've been out of the tournament for a few years, back now with the new coach uh, that moved over from Rhode Island. Um, you know, I, I'd kind of like to see that, I think, mainly because now, you know, now I live in Connecticut, maybe kind of root for that. I see UConn stuff all the time, a lot of UConn grads in town. Um, that that'd be kind of a nice sweet sixteen. I think Oral Roberts, even though I don't have them, if they could not only upset Ohio State but maybe get by Florida, that would be kind of cool. Um, you know, to see them in a, a you know fifteen seed in the in the sweet sixteen is kind of cool. Um, other than that, I think maybe a Liberty would be yeah, Liberty would be kind of cool. Cleveland State, I don't really know much about, but I'm trying to think of schools I really just kind of really haven't heard of much. Um, I always like to see them. Hartford University, obviously they lost to Baylor already, but that's kind of a cool story. About an hour north of us, kind of a smaller, uh, you know, the the play-in turn, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the mid-major. That's kind of cool for them. That's the first time they've ever made it. Um, so it, all, the, all these teams are great. Um, the small schools, I always like to see the small schools, even if it messes with my bracket, I always like to see those little guys win. Um all right, so we'll we'll start with our final four picks. Rob, we're going to start with you. We already know one of Brian's final four picks. Uh, so what are your final four picks? My final four picks, <clears throat> I don't think it's anything crazy. Um, it's going to be Gonzaga playing against Alabama. I have Alabama beating Michigan. And on the other side, I have Illinois and, uh, and Baylor playing. So that's my final four. Nothing, nothing super crazy. I think it's... History says most number ones or twos end up in a final four. I, I really can't pick these like sevens and on to go to a final four. So I always pretty much stay with the the one and two to win. You got to be uh, have a magic eight ball to figure out who's going to be the one seed to lose. So yeah, that's my that's... four. All right, Brian. What about yours? Obviously, one's Ohio State. Yeah, so that's that's done. But I had uh, I had Ohio State beat in Illinois, and. Uh, you know, you know, hindsight. Obviously, uh, Illinois got a very good team. I think they're they're probably going to get to the final. Probably should have picked them, but anyway, uh, Gonzaga and Texas on the other side. I feel like Texas is going to kind of come in there and surprise a few people and beat Michigan. All right. So, what's your finals? Uh, it's a I mean, yeah. Might want to amend it now, but use the swap. Yeah, in the I, other wish, I wish I could, but anyway, it's Gonzaga. I had Gonzaga winning. Okay. Um, I think. I mean, they did they finish undefeated? I know they were undefeated. They were undefeated. I think twenty six and zero. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I don't know who they played. Again, I think schedule-wise, they might not have played uh, a lot of good teams, maybe like they would have normally done in a regular season. But, I mean, you go undefeated. Gonzaga's been here before. I think this is their year. You know, we were kind of talking about, um, you know, some schools that, that aren't in it this year now. So, uh, Gonzaga kind of paves the way for them. And looking at their, their bracket, looks pretty easy. So, they, they should be all right. Yeah. All right, Rob. What are, who's your? What's your championship and your and then your champion? Well, since we always do two brackets, my strategy is this: you got to go with your one who you think is going to win, and that's going to be Gonzaga, right? So you think Gonzaga? I'm running the table with them. But let's say Gonzaga loses in the finals. Who are they losing to? And this is where your second bracket plays an important role when you're doing these. So on the other side, I have Gonzaga beating Illinois. Uh, and the other bracket, I decided to change it up a little bit. I have Baylor beating Illinois and Baylor beating Gonzaga because Baylor has beaten Illinois earlier this year. So I have Baylor beating Gonzaga. So, and that's my second pick. So I think it's going to be one of those two. Um, and then you just roll the dice and hopefully the rest of your bracket works out and you can take first or second place. Rob, it's- I love how you present that because it sounds like you really know what you're talking about. <laughs> I try. I'm just playing. I'm a, I'm a numbers I, guy, Brian. <laughs> it's just, I mean, anything can happen in this bracket. I love it. Everybody knows who's going to win, but nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. I, you think I just made that strategy up? You know, I what's did. funny is, yeah, so I do. Rob couldn't see. We're in the same pool together. Um, Rob didn't see my picks, obviously, until today when they came out and the games tipped off. But we're very similar in that. That I have two brackets. One has Gonzaga winning. The other one has Baylor winning. Um, but the, for this this thing, my final four is basically Gonzaga, Florida State, and then my other side is Baylor, Illinois, and then I have Gonzaga and Baylor in the finals. Flip flopped in the other back bracket with each one of them winning, but basically they're both in the finals. I think in both of my scenarios, uh, just kind of funny that Rob and I both picked those those two. So well, you know, and normally normally I have that, but I decided to go Illinois this time as the loser just to mix things up a, a little bit. But normally I would have done exactly what you just did, but I decided to change it up this year. See what happens. If I lose to you by a point, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the nature of the beast. So, um, well, you know, good luck to all those teams. All right, guys, I didn't really tell you about this because I was a little nervous if I said I was going to bring up trivia. You guys were going to cheat and look ahead. So I do have a little bit of March Madness trivia. If you remember it from uh, I last year, I, I think you guys know what's going to happen. Um, so... If you guys remember from last year, we did the what state is the university from? So obviously the, we're not we're not doing like a Texas because we know these ones, right? But the the teams that you like, I, you have to actually go Google to say where is this place from? Where is this team from? So Rob, we're going to start with you. The team, the 15 seed Oral Roberts. What state are they from? Oh man, Oral Roberts. I'm going to say Ohio. No, Brian, do you want to try to steal it? I'm going to say down south, like uh, Mississippi. No, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma Ooh. is where uh, Oral Roberts is. So, All right, Brian, we'll give you the next one. You might know this one. I, I don't know, but Creighton. What state is Creighton from? Creighton Blue Jays. Oh, Creighton. That's uh, – is that Indiana? It's not Indiana. Rob, you want to try to take a shot? Man, Indiana was a good pick. Uh, I'm going to say Illinois. Not Illinois. Let's put it this way. Warren Buffett is a huge fan. I think he has some kind of prize for if Creighton makes it to a certain 
I don't know if it's like the final four or something like that. He gives his employees some kind of bonus I was reading. But Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska is where Creighton is from. So this one might be easy. You guys might know this one. The St. Bonaventure. You said that last time, Nate. St. <laughs> Bonaventure. Next year we're studying, Brian. How about that one? We'll start without Rob this time. Sorry. Which one is this? St. Yeah, Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure. Are they even in a tournament? Yeah. Yeah. This year? Yeah. I don't, I don't just oh, make it up names. St. Bonaventure. I'd <laughs> go with that. Uh, man, they are go. playing LSU as the St. Bonaventure is the nine seed. They're playing LSU in the East. I feel like I'm going to say somewhere like uh, maybe a Kentucky. Not Kentucky. Brian, you got it? St. Bonaventure. I don't know. We're going to go California. New York. New York. Oh, That's why I thought you guys might get it. You guys are both from New York, so I thought, <laughs> thought for sure that would be a good one. All right, Brian, you're up. Alib- I, I may say this wrong. Alabine Christian? Alabine Christian? Alabine Christian? What state? Uh, I'm going to go Texas. You are right. All right, it's the first one. Alabine, Texas. All right, Rob. Give me San Diego State or Syracuse. <laughs> I got about, this one. How about this one? Iona. Iona, that's it. That's New York as well. There you go. Is it? Right. New yep, Row. Yeah, that's New Rochelle. New Row. Good job. All right, Brian, back to you. Winthrop. 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 Wow. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go Virginia. Okay. Nope, that's not right. Rob, what do you got? Winthrop, Winthrop, Winthrop Eagles. I, I'm going to say like Pennsylvania because I'm pretty. I, they play. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. No. Rocky, Rock Hill, South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, oh, way off. All right. So Rob's turn. Colgate. Colgate. I would, if uh, I was guessing, I would say a, a dental school, but no, that's not the case. And so. it's not. It is, it is from the same owner who invented Colgate toothpaste, though. He started at university. A little trivia there. That's um, cool. But that's upstate New York. All yep. right. Good job. Big party school, by the way. Big party school back in my day. I don't know what it's like today. All right. Brian, Drexel. Drexel oh, uh, oh, I should know this. Come on. I'm forgetting. They're playing Illinois, Drexel. which doesn't help you with the state. But that, that, Yeah, that doesn't help, Nate. That doesn't help. But they are a 16 seed. I believe they are already eliminated. I think Illinois already won today. But Drexel? Drexel. Uh, Rob knows it, so you better you gotta you gotta make a good guess because Rob's dancing over here on the other side, knowing he knows it. Yeah, I know he's always he's always dancing around over there. I'm gonna say Virginia, not Virginia. All right, Rob, where is it? I'm pretty sure they're Pennsylvania, right? Aren't they it outside is, of Philly? It is Philadelphia. Yeah, Pennsylvania. they're in the Colonial Athletic Association, where JMU goes, who lost uh, their conference this year. So uh, um, JMU man, is the next one, right? They, JMU. On. They were going to be. They were the next ones. They would have beaten Illinois if they made the tournament, but their number one player got hurt, uh, and they lost in the first round of the CAA. Tough. All right, Rob. Next one up, Liberty. Where is Liberty? I, I want to say it's in D.C. I know it's not a state, but I, I feel like they're right outside D.C., but I could be wrong. Nope, that's not right. No. Well, it's, well Brian, you take your guess before I can tell uh, it. I'm going to go Virginia. 
That's it. It is Virginia because Rob was just saying so, outside uh, of it. Three times a charm. But he said DC, so I had to, I kind of had to take that answer. I, did, I, I didn't knew, want to give it I knew away. It was Virginia. You had to say, I mean, it's either Maryland or DC. If I were to say, Rob, you're close. So um, yeah, so I, I should have said Virginia, knowing that it's not like actually in DC. I knew it was right around that area. All right, All so right. Brian, last one, Morehead State, Morehead State. Oh, um, I'm gonna go Alabama. Nope, not Alabama. What do you got, Rob, for the steal? North Carolina? No, you're kind of close. Kentucky. Moorhead, Kentucky. Uh, so Moorhead State is in Moorhead, Kentucky. So, Man, we're really bad at this. We need, yeah. we need, to, we need to know our schools. This is, this is terrible. Let's see if we do it third year. Yeah, I, but I think it's kind of funny. I can't tell you how many times growing up or whatever now that I'll see a team and be like, i got to Google that. I mean, it's just, it's just I've never heard of some of these universities. So you've you got you to gotta think about some of these universities, especially growing up on the West Coast. I've never heard of half of these. It's cool to see these guys, right? Like they, they come in as a low seed and you're like, well, where is this? Where is I don't know. I've never heard of this. So, um, yeah, I mean, why don't you ask me like where Clemson was from or like, you know, I don't know, West Virginia University was. Like, what are you going to miss these hard ones for? If I, asked you West Virgi- there, Nate? if I asked you West Virginia, would you still get it wrong? I, I, would, <laughs> I would know it was, it was at least one of the Virginias. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about NBA. We've got a little bit extra time here. So do you want to talk a little bit NBA about Probably the How Knicks. About the Knicks. I guess the Knicks. We're going to talk about. Suns had a good off season. I mean, Suns had a good, uh, good record going into the All Star break. I think they were like third or fourth. So, and not a great start after the All Star break. I think they've lost two out of three. So that's that's not great. But we'll let these guys talk a little bit about the Knicks. Brian, go ahead and brag about your Knicks. Good to see them. No, doing that's well. okay. We could talk Suns. Aren't they they're like a number? They're three or four in the in the West out there. They're doing pretty well. Yeah. Knicks are a 500 club. I mean, they're they're nothing to, uh, you know, to worry about. It's not like they're gonna do a whole lot. But it's exciting to have the Knicks being relevant again. Yeah. Uh, Tibbs has been a great coach. You know, their defense has been. I, I mean, I think they have the best defense in the league. They're, they're really doing really well. Uh, just the past couple of games. I mean, you can actually see the fundamental uh, defense that they're playing, playing a trap at the end of the game. You know, they they played the two top teams in the. In the East, they played the Sixers, the Nets, and they played them right to the final second uh, and, and almost won. Uh, granted, uh, you know, KD wasn't playing and Bede wasn't playing, but, you know, still top team and uh, playing them right to the bitter end there uh, shows a lot of fight. And I think uh, then right now, you know, as a 500 club, I think they might finish the season above 500. You know, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. And uh, it depends who they play. It might make some noise. I mean, in a series, and you play really good defense, uh, they might win. They might win a round. Who knows? And, and that's big for the Knicks because obviously they haven't really done a whole lot, and uh, it's been been pretty crazy uh, with players not wanting to come and you know get that big star. But they're starting to starting to grow their own. Julius Randle is an all star. Uh, he's putting up twenty uh, something points, ten plus rebounds. I think five or six assists a game. He's definitely a superstar on that team. And R.J. Barrett's playing well. I think come trade deadline, you know, that's coming up next week. Uh, they they might make a move. You know that that balance. How do you how do you make a move for the team that's going to help you now uh, and set yourself up for the future? I think uh, you know I I really like uh, Oladipo. I think that would be a great fit for them. 
That's another uh, stud player on, on the wing. Can shoot. Between him, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, you got quickly at the point with D. Rose. When he comes back and he's healthy, that's a pretty good team right there. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Especially in the East. They showed up the center, the center position. Mitchell Robinson going down really hurt them. But, uh, you know, I think they're they're, they're set up pretty well to do to do well this year. Uh, and a few years down the road, we might be talking about them being a, a force in the East. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great for Knicks fans. Any, any Knicks comments over there, Rob, before we close this out? Uh, yeah. I'll keep it short. Um, Brian's right. The Knicks do have the lowest uh, opponent's points per game at 104.9. So, you know, they're, they're playing so much better this year. I think they were picked probably last in Vegas odds to uh, win the championship. So just for them to be 500 at this point is exciting. Like Brian said, they're playing well. They got a good young core. I don't know if they need to, like, venture off and start trading away the farm for a player or two. Um, they've had some injuries they're getting guys healthy. I think uh, Mitch is, is is back to practicing, and hopefully he's be back in a few weeks. And who knows? I mean, Brian's right. Hopefully we can get in there in a six or seven seed and and maybe make some noise. Um, you know, whether or not we're playing Philadelphia or Brooklyn, I don't know if we'll win a, a you know around. But I think anybody we play, we're gonna it's it gonna be tough. And I think a seven game series. Tom Thibodeau is a very experienced coach, so maybe we lose game one, but we start making adjustments in games two, three, four, and. You know, maybe, maybe we win a few games. So I'm just happy with the progression. They've gotten better. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a brighter future than it's been in the past for the Knicks. Yeah, good to see, good to see the Knicks relevant. I mean, they're kind of a big name. Um, you know, obviously the Lakers kind of keep, seem to always stay relevant, but nice to see the Knicks, you know, become, become a competitor again, which is nice. So, all right, Rob, we'll, uh, we'll end this thing out. So let's give you the last minute. Oh, man, give me the last minute. Um yeah, I'm excited. We got our golf league set, thanks to Brian over there. And uh, it's getting warmer weather out, so hopefully we get outside, get on a course a little bit, and start talking some golf. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I think that's all. So I think that's all I got. All right, Brian, what do you got? Last minute. Yeah, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. It's golf season, boys. Get your sticks. Go uh, go swing those those clubs. And uh, get ready because the warm weather's coming. These courses are opening up, and we're going to be out there. Uh, I'm that excited for our league. Schedule getting ready. I'm, I'm yep. excited. We, uh, you know, I think playing every Monday. We're going to set up Monday nights and really have some fun with it. A lot of the dads uh, in our town are, are joining that with us, and I think it's good to have everybody from from the town uh, be lo- you know everybody in the league be local. Uh, it's good for it's good for us and uh, good for good for our games. Obviously, to get that get out there every week, gotta swing, keep swinging. Yeah, just keep swinging. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. Just to jump on the golf, stay with the golf theme. It was nice. I think we got to play last weekend, last Friday. Went to a driving range, then ended up playing at a local course that was open. I guess must be open year round. Little little weird hitting it from the ice um, off the first tee, but after that, um, it was just a gorgeous day. Nice and sunny. Um, hit the ball well, which is weird because I feel like that that means I'm going to have a bad season because why am I hitting so well this early? It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, but whatever. Just getting out there and golfing, it's it's fun when you're dads. This is these are fun. Some of the, some of the funnest things you'll do right now is playing in men's league, dad leagues. Um, we also got a golf tournament coming up for all the Trumbull dads. Uh, 
So that'll be fun too. So, all right, guys. Well, for Rob and Brian and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you in the next couple weeks.